Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. From our battleground bunker here at Bethel University, it's election shock therapy. I'm Chris Moore. And joining me on this stage are... Andy Bramson. And Matt Kukum. And what you're hearing is, believe it or not, in this COVID season, a live studio audience. Uh, we're here in the underground at Bethel University with our students, watching some of the returns come in. And we've gotten a little bit of, of distance now to actually see some things happening. So let me throw to uh, Matt first. Matt, what, is the, what are the most important takeaways in a pretty early uh, stage of a very long night? It is going to be a long night. Um, so... It looks like uh, Trump is likely to win Florida at this point, and he's favored to win Georgia, possibly North Carolina, although uh, we're still going to be awaiting results from Georgia for some time, and potentially North Carolina even longer, because North Carolina will be accepting mail-in ballots um, for another nine days. Uh, Get a load of that. So um, Florida is particularly interesting um, because Trump seems to be overperforming with the Hispanic community in Florida which is primarily Cuban-American. And this is potentially going to be different than his performance amongst Hispanics in other parts of the country, which are not Cuban-American. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how things play out. Um, Trump is overperforming his polls in Florida, but we shouldn't necessarily uh, try to extrapolate that too much um, to the rest of the country. So, Matt, when you say Trump is overperforming, what we mean by that is in the polls in the days leading up to the election, uh, Joe Biden had about a two-point lead in polls in, uh, in Florida, and now Trump is leading by about two and a half points. That's so, correct. So that's, the, that's what we're saying, that he's overperforming here. Um, but we have a long way to go. Uh, he, even if, even if uh, Donald Trump wins Florida, he hasn't really secured um, re-election yet. What he's done is he's opened a path for himself to secure re-election. Right. Right. Um, Andy, what else are you paying attention to? Uh, I think that's, you know, Matt's highlighted some of the key things. Uh, I guess the other thing I would note is just the way things are going right now, I think I'm increasingly convinced we're not going to have a clear result tonight. Uh, I don't think we're going to go to bed tonight with a really definite sense of who the next president is. Just because of um, the way that Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina are doing um, late votes, we're going to have to wait a while for those results. And I, you know, I felt like if Florida came in clearly for Biden, right, that could have given us a very strong indicator that, yeah, Biden's going to get elected. That doesn't look like it's happening. That doesn't mean Trump's getting reelected. It just means he's very much alive. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I do think we're going to go possibly a few days, um, very very possibly, without really knowing for sure. So as you're watching the returns come in, one thing to pay attention to is something that you'll probably hear uh, commentators refer to as redshift and blue shift. Um, and what we mean by that is uh, some of the early votes coming in uh, were skewed because of when they came in. Uh, we, we believe that Democrats were much more likely to vote um, ahead of time uh, in person and also by mail than Republicans. 
So Republicans actually showed up early on the day on election day itself today and voted. And then it depends on how states are counting these uh, these votes. Right. Are they counting the in day po- uh, election day votes first? Are they counting the mail-in votes first? Have they already counted the mail-in votes? And that's going to change state by state. So it's something we need to pay attention to as we're watching these results pour in. Yep. It'll be interesting in particular to watch Ohio because that was considered to be perhaps a little bit more, um, you know, leaning perhaps in the polls towards Trump. Um, but it looks like in sort of the early results, um, that Biden is doing uh, fairly well, um, outside of Columbus, Ohio, as it turns out, um, oh, in some of the suburbs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ohio. Um, Ohio, Ohio has been trending Republican in recent years, but Ohio has the, um, is basically has the uh, has covered itself in glory for always going with the electoral college winner um, right. for the past ten presidential elections, and so we'll see if it's able to actually sort of uh, keep up this track record um, uh, this time around. And in case, lest, lest we forget, we're not just electing a president tonight. Right. We have a number of congressionals. Every member of the House is up for election, and we have a number of key Senate races up for election. Right. A lot of those are holding serve right now, but the first. Uh, big shift is the incumbent uh, Cory Gardner from Colorado has uh, AP has called that he's been defeated. So that is one loss of a Senate seat by the Senate Republicans, one pickup of a Senate seat by the Senate Democrats, and there'll be more of those in both directions to come later tonight. A few other things we should note on the Senate. Um, so it looks like Lindsey Graham is probably going to win his re-election bid. Um, he's the current Republican senator in South Carolina. Um, a, a really interesting race is a Senate race is in North Carolina. Uh, the Democrat um, in that race, Tom Tillis, um, or Cal is, rather. excuse me, uh, Cal Cunningham um, is running against Tom Tillis, and it's interesting that Tillis is actually running uh, slightly behind Joe Biden right now by about two points. Um, and of course, that's because of the sex scandal that has embroiled his campaign. So um, there's an outside possibility that um, Trump could um, lose North Carolina, but North Carolina could actually stay um, in the Republican camp on uh, on the Senate. Right. And there's a couple of those interesting races where you know pe- people mostly vote party line, but there are some places where the Senate candidate and the president are not quite in tandem, right? I mean, like, so also in Texas, Cornyn is running ahead of Trump, the incumbent Republican senator. Um, conversely, in, or sorry, in Texas, so in Kansas, conversely, um, the Democratic Senate candidate um, is actually outperforming Joe Biden, right? And so um, it doesn't always go the same direction for parties, but um, there's some interesting little variations that, that could matter if states are closed, so we'll see. All right, guys, we will be back in just a little bit with another check-in. Thanks for listening. And to our back in your feed, Royals.